0: It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm Enzo Garitano, President and CEO of IHSA. In today's episode, hosts Stacey Blee and Sam Pitaro, IHSA's lead core auditor, discuss what to expect during internal audit results debrief. This episode provides insights into the experience and how to maximize its benefits for your organization. Stacy and Sam, over to you. Hey Sam, welcome back to uh, the core podcast. Uh, thanks for coming in today.
1: Oh, no problem. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about not a specific element because uh, we're past that stage in our process, right? Um, we want to talk now about understanding your audit results. So after you have you know, submitted your internal audit and um, now it's time to okay, what's the next step, right? So you're gonna be getting, the internal auditor at the company is gonna be getting their results of their of their audit. And I just wanted to kind of go through that process, what that looks like, and uh, just so everyone knows uh, what to expect.
1: Okay, well, um, the uh, core auditor uh, from IHSA who conducts the review of the internal audit submission will reach out to you once they've completed the review. and set up a meeting with you to review uh, those audit results.
0: Okay. Uh, so how long after a company submits their internal audit, uh, should they expect to hear back a response? Like what is a typical uh, time frame for
1: that? Well, l- let's go through the process of uh, an audit being submitted. Mm-hmm. Uh, audit is received uh, by IHSA, it's stamped. Uh, then within a week, they'll do a pre-assessment it'll go into the queue and they will do a pre-assessment. Mm-hmm. From that pre-assessment, they will identify if there's any deficiencies. and if there is, they'll send it back. Right. If there isn't, they'll move to an audit review. And IHSA, as per the core 2020 guideline, has a time frame of 60 days to go through this process. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, in the audit results meeting, uh, would you just be providing, you know, the firm what is their final score or are you going to be going into a little bit more detail than that?
1: Well, the rev- a review is provided to the firm. It is important for the firm to understand that your score is, doesn't, isn't always reflective of the company. And what I mean by that is, uh, you may you may achieve a low score, but it might me due to the submission errors, uh, misunderstanding, not enough documentation, mm-hmm. and and that's what we discuss with you in your review, and we will also discuss the uh, step moving forward uh, from the review. What's going to be? What's the expectation uh, moving forward from uh, the audit review?
0: Yeah, and I think that's really important. The whole you know thing that you're talking about, the score there, um, it's really important to keep in mind, especially when it's your very first time submitting. Um you know your internal audit for review because it is quite possible that you've made some submission errors and that that has impacted your score so i know for myself um i don't just you know send the report and send send them on their way kind of thing right i i want to sit down with the company's internal auditor and senior management and go through that report and talk about some of the key issues and whatnot Um, just to be able to make sure that we're managing expectations properly and that, you know, if they do receive a score that is not passing, then it's not, uh, then they, then they know like why they haven't passed and maybe it is submission errors. Maybe there's some issues in in the program, but at least, um, you know, we're going through that together. And because, you know, if you receive a, a failing score, it can be definitely an emotional, an emotional process, right? Um. But yeah, it's it's good to go through the report together and uh, just have those set those expectations properly.
1: Uh, yes, it is important.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, could you tell me um, who should be involved in the audit results meeting?
1: Uh, as per the court uh, twenty twenty guidelines, it is important that senior management is involved in the meeting, as per their responsibility. And also because uh, we're reviewing results and we're coming up with some solution and discussing the next step, senior management has to know what's going on and also be better prepared uh, for the next step.
0: Right. Okay. so uh, just for example, like what sort of things would you find it important to be discussing during the results meeting?
1: Well, during the results meeting, uh, we'll be going through elements that were uh, low scoring, less than 65%, mm-hmm. or uh, li- any legislative questions, and uh, we'll also uh, maybe be discussing the supporting documentation, not meeting the intent of the questions, or the documentation, not enough documentation provided for, uh, for that particular question
0: right, um yeah, and i and I would also you know obviously if the, if it was an issue, I would be talking about any um submission errors that were consistent or any themes that kind of jumped out at me while uh doing the audit, like if there was you know maybe they missed something like they didn't realize or didn't know that there's supposed to be three samples of everything submitted or maybe they submitted items that were outside of the twelve month uh time frame, right, so um. You know, just to make sure that we capture uh, any overarching issues and uh, make sure that it's corrected and definitely not uh, redone the next time that they submit an internal audit. Yes. Okay, so uh, the core auditor will provide feedback on the audit submission and then is going to tell you or discuss with you the next steps.
1: Uh, yes, and, and depending on the under on submission. And their overall score. We will advise them on the next step, whether they have been successful, or they're or proceeding to the uh, and proceeding to the external audit or not.
0: Okay, so I understand that there's uh, three different possibilities of next steps. Uh, could you explain what those are? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, so the three steps are very simple. Uh, the first is a failure where. Uh, They really did not meet all the requirements, and they might have to resubmit a brand-new audit again. Uh Uh, The second is a a failure, but it's a failure where uh, they have a management system, they have the, 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 the system where it could be a pass, and they will be expecting a corrective action plan uh, to be provided to IHSA for review, and once it's reviewed, then they can go to the external audit. Mm-hmm. And then the last one would be a pass where they've met the requirements of 65% per annulment, legislative questions, all 100%, mm-hmm. and a pass of 80% or more.
0: Right, so I mean, obviously, we know which category everyone is aiming for. Um, but what would you say is the most common result for a firm who's submitting for their very first internal audit?
1: Uh, the uh, most common result is uh, a failure mm-hmm. uh, with a corrective action plan to the external. Mm-hmm. We have seen a few of them where there's a, a failure and they have to resubmit again, and that could be. Something as simple as uh, they rush through the audit or not following the core guidelines, and then all of a sudden now they got to resubmit again. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at the end of the day, uh, read the guidelines, read the core handbook, read the intent of the questions, whether it's uh, uh, documentation, documentation, and and or interview documentation, and or observation and also understand the intent of the questions mm-hmm. uh if we ask for three samples three samples got to be provided if they got to be consecutive they have to be consecutive all of this could lead to uh a resubmitting a, a brand new audit
0: yeah Sam I would definitely agree that um you know uh, an organization failing and then being able to provide a corrective action plan and move on to external that seems to be the most um, typical just, you know, depending on what their um, submission was like, but um, we really do want to help firms that are submitting something that is um, a complete fail and, and need to resubmit. We want to avoid those as much as possible because obviously you know we don't like to get them you know we don't like uh having those conversations where we have to tell people no like you you can't move on to the next step of the process we want to we want to see people be successful but at the same time you know core is about uh recognizing the health and safety excellence so we need to make sure that that uh, good foundation of a health and safety management system is there um but like you said all those resources are great and then also obviously this podcast is a new resource and I think that that is, you know, one of the things that um, was really important for me in doing this project is uh, making sure, you know, that everybody understands the intent of the question Um, because I, you know, we want to help people uh, stray away from those failures and and resubmit. We want people to be able to uh, submit a good audit and uh, be able to move on to that next step. Yes. So on that note, Sam, you, you gave us a couple of resources there that are available for people to, if they need some extra help. But um, is there anything else that you can think of that uh, people will be able to use for resources? Uh,
1: yes. Uh, one of the best places for resources and the most current resources is IHSA webpage. page. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that also, um, we have we always update the, uh, the web page. And also we have uh, a page core at IHSA.ca for any questions that you'll have. And they're usually responded within 24 hours, except for the weekends. Uh, (laughs) If you send it in on Friday, they'll look at it on Monday.
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) Okay, thank you. Um, So uh, on understanding your audit results, do you have any final thoughts or any final recommendations?
1: Uh, Yes. one thing that I've noticed, uh, being one of the first people uh, with CORE in IHSA, uh, and I tell this to all the internal auditors, it is important not to get discouraged if they are not immediately successful in the first internal audit. Uh, please keep in mind that it's trial and error. Uh, it's error. It's a process where Uh, will help you achieve the end goal of getting a course certificate. Um, It's a a process about continuous improvement. Mm -hmm. And and like I said, a big part of it is learning how to properly submit an audit. And also the other important factor is the importance of senior management to be involved in the audit, supporting the internal auditor, uh, supporting uh, the company, Uh, through this process i just say is there to help you get over uh get over the hump and be course certified
0: okay thanks um you know and just just on that note you said um learning how to properly submit the audit which is a huge A huge thing. Um, I just want to let everybody know if they haven't already listened to these episodes, uh, just to go back and at the beginning of the series there are two episodes that I recorded with Pete, um, preparing for your internal audit and common problems. And hopefully that can uh, give you a little bit more detail, more insight as to how to properly prepare and um, avoid some of the things that we commonly see in submissions. Yes. Yes. So uh, thank you very much for coming in and having this discussion with me. And uh, I will see you on our our next uh, discussion.
1: Okay. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the IHSA Safety Podcast and this episode on the internal audit results debrief. Be sure to subscribe and like us on your podcast channel and visit us at IHSA.ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information
1: the IHSA
0: Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to
1: ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.